Hello everybody and welcome back to r slash malicious compliance where people maliciously comply I guess so I guess let's get into it. Our first post we have today is posted by user not a bad guy 3 and he got told to fuck off by assignment group and that's just what I did. I'm on foam, so please ignore the formatting issues. I do a computer science degree at university. We had a group work project which said about two stages. Part A involved making an application and writing a report about it, 50-50 split. Part B, we got feedback from Part A and had to improve upon it. In total, it was worth 100% of a module. It is also important to note that there is a group contribution report, GCR, where each student puts in how much they think each student has done. I was in a randomly selected group with four others. We picked a parts of the work that we wanted to do. I was apparently the group's most confident coder, so assigned myself about half of the code and finished my up my work in about the first three weeks and worked on other project I have for modules. Then soon after I finished my work, the others asked me if I can do their parts of the code too. I initially protest that I have my other coursework due, but eventually I say fine. But so long as it gets noted in the GCR, they all agree. I sweated out over the next three weeks or so long alongside my other coursework. I contacted my module organizer explaining that I had done half the work and they suggested if people weren't pulling their weight to leave the group, taking my code with me and do the report. That meant that I would need to work flat out to produce the report and probably would mess it up. I didn't want that. The deadline was in about a week and I honestly CBA. Then I got asked to do some report too because I didn't understand how the code works. By this point, I felt pretty used by them. I didn't really mind, so as long as I got the marks. All in all, I worked out that I had done the workload of three people. There was talk amongst the others all writing that we had contributed 20% of the workload to make us look better as a team. I flatly refused. They exploded calling me with every name under the sun, swearing at me, and telling me to fuck off. I set my GCR with 60% with 60 for me and 10 each for the rest and they thought and thought that was that. My module organizer then emailed me asking if I had any proof of this as they all put me at 0% and themselves at 25%. I worked my off on this project, putting in 150 plus hours on the code and another 50 plus on the diagrams and report, all while attending lectures 20 hours a week, over 7 weeks, which if you do that math's average takes an extra 4 hours a day, on top of all my other assignments and commitments, etc. There was no way I was letting this slide. I emailed him back, linking him to the GitHub I used to share the code with the team. GitHub is a source of control that shows who made the changes to the code, and showed him that all the commits version of the code were done by me proving that I did all of it. And thankfully, we did the whole report on Google Drive, so I could also see the history on that document and send him screenshots of all the altercations made by me proving that I wrote 20% of the report also. He added it all up 
making making a special exception for my group, saying that he would give me most credit for the work. I think I ended up with 65%, and they all get 11 for the whole coursework part A, and they would need 69% to even pass the module. So I turned out I fucked up a bit on the code, and only getting about 50% of the marks, like a massive issue in it. Dumb me for anyone interested, I didn't make a NBC structure correctly, but my report sections were near perfect. Spelling mistakes, a common thing I do, and formatting, etc. There were a few glaring mistakes from the report they had written, but other than that, not bad. When they found out their marks, they had started calling me up and emailing me and messaging me for almost three hours. I was happily out at the time and didn't have my phone with me, so I didn't respond. My module organizer sent an email explaining that they had lied and he had proof about it, so he corrected the marks accordingly. When I got back to my phone, I screenshot all the messages they had sent and recorded all the voicemails, including the ones they had previously previously, including multiple occasions where everyone in the group told me to fuck off. And F off I did. I sent all these voicemails and screenshots to my module organizer requesting that I leave my group and understand that it is more work for me, but I'd rather not deal with that. He agreed and also escalated the messages to someone higher up. At this point, I quit the group and decided that to work on part B by myself, taking all of my code with me, removing their access to all of it. I, of course, asked my module organizer first and they said it was fine as it was my work and I was no longer in their group and the others couldn't submit it. I fixed the errors in the code in about two weeks, then did the whole report from scratch almost and added a load about the fix taking me about seven weeks. I then get the messages from the group to please come back, we really need you kind of stuff on the end of the few days of the assignment. They even offered to pay me. I screenshot it and send it to the module organizer just to let him know what was happening and then just ignore them. I ended up submitting two weeks early for the deadline and got 100% on the whole section too, which was basically unheard at university, especially by yourself for group work. Later that day, I get an email from plagiarism and collusion officer, not someone you ever want to get an email from, basically says I'm summoned to a hearing as an external body looked at both my group, me, myself, and I, and my old group's courseworks, and thought it was very similar. I get the whole project that my group handed in, and then my own back as evidence, so I can look and prepare myself to answer their questions. I email my module organizer, ask him if he has any support in me, because this was basically they can punish all of you or one group, never nobody. He says yes and supports me in this. Perfect. I prepare for this meeting by going through the hundreds of commits I have made while they had access to find the ones that are most similar to it. I find a perfect match. Zero differences, not even a single character through the thousands of code lines.
So I turn up to this meeting. There was a VP of computing there, a guy who basically do whatever he the hell he wants us to do. My gr old group, when asked to present their answer to us, why this has gone to, uh, go, happened to go on for about how they did all of this by themselves, blah blah blah. You get the point. This goes on for about ten minutes. Then I'm asked to present my argument. I can ask if I can share my screen. VP, yeah, okay puzzled so then i share it now all the screenshots i took as some of the people in the back meeting weren't aware that we knew each other including them basically begging for me to come back and offering money too as if this wasn't going to convince them i then showed me downloading a fresh version of what they submitted and a fresh version of one of my comments on the github and running it through a trusted comparison software, I narrated this to explain just what I was doing, just to be clear. Took a while, but I came up as I knew there would be zero differences. Everyone was stunned. One of the group members uttered, but I just laughed and was quickly asked to hang up as I was no longer involved. Turned out, they had cloned one of my commits and still had a copy on their laptop when I blocked their access, had not been able to fix it at all, so I just submitted it and hoped for the best. One of my friends, who was friends with one from my old group, asked what grade they got, and they just said overall that they failed the whole module, and they got a zero for the second section, just giving them 5.5% overall for the module. You need 40% and would have to retake it over the summer, costing them and everyone in my group their year jobs. After all, who wants someone who failed a module so badly and who was intellectually and dishonest working for them? This meant that all they lost out being 20k each for the year's work, which goes a long way for a university student. While I happily get mine. Our next post we have today is posted by user Elon from RSR, where you'll need a ticket for that. I work as a developer at a small-ish IT company that has, before my involvement, offered a range of products and services on-premise at our customers. A couple of years ago, we started to offer our services and products as a hosted solution as well. This is where I come in. Over the course of a year, me and one other colleague, let's call him Jeff, ported our products to be suited for a multi-entainment environment. This took a fair amount of work, and as the original products were not suited for a multi-tenancy at all, so in the end, we ended pretty much rewriting everything. Jeff and I were a good team. Our skills complemented each other nicely. Jeff was always the more technical guy, so he was in charge of the server admin stuff. Together with the system's core and security features, I was much more focused on the functional side of the products. I did everything from customer interactions to implementing their workflows, to making sure it all looked good and integrated well with the other applications of our customers. In short, while Jeff knew much more of the back end of our products, I knew what was actually happening in it. This, of course, meant that every single support 
and request group from our hosted solution ended up on my desk. The overwhelming majority of those requests were quick and simple fixes. Small edits to a workflow here, rerunning a batch job there, that kind of stuff. While I did need Jeff here and there, I was able to do about 90% of those requests myself within about 5 minutes. Sure, we had a technical support team, but they were much more focused on the pre premise customers and with the hostess solution being significantly different at this point, had little knowledge of the hosted products. All cut out a bit in the middle, but about two years and a number of reorganizations later, we've ended up at the situation where one of our support staff members, she'll be known as Lisa in the story, knows a fair bit about the hosted system. Jeff has moved to the support team in order to keep our hosted environment running smoothly, and between them, they're able to handle about 80% of the support requests that would normally have filtered down to me. Unfortunately, we are in the situation where the support manager, we'll call him Steve, doesn't like me very much. Sure, Steve is a good manager. He takes care of his staff and is a great guy to work with if you're on his good side. Nevertheless, I am not. I have full access to everything while he doesn't and it doesn't sit well with him that I, a measly developer, has more access than him, a manager. Last year, as I returned from holiday, I found all of my rights in the production environment and all but a few test environment revoked. Jeff explained to me that there has been an audit and one of the results were that, while I was still doing a lot on the operational side, that wasn't well documented. The level of access that I didn't match the level that suited my job description, and instead of changing the job description, Steve opted to revoke all my rights. But what if I need to do insert random tasks that I'll still find myself with astonishing frequency? I asked Steve. Steve grinned and said, We can give you temporary rights, but you'll need a ticket for the Cue the malicious compliance. I started making a ticket for temporary rights for every single issue that I needed them for. By the end of the week, I had over a hundred tickets on my name. The issues that Lisa used to handle writing were queuing up as well she's, as she spent more time granting and revoking my access than she was solving the issues that she could solve on her own. Morale, customer satisfaction, and tickets resolution scores, essentially an inverse of the amount of time a ticket spent waiting for support action, quickly dropped in unison. Steve doubled down. The problem wasn't within the access management. The problem was with my blatant abuse of the ticketing system, and therefore there was a new rule set in place that I was not allowed to be granted access to any of the hosted systems at all anymore. Instead, I was to describe my actions in a request for chains RFC document which could be then handled by Lisa or Jeff. Of course, every chain still had to be approved by the change manager, which of course just so happened to be Steve. Great. Now issues that took me 5 minutes to fix will now take me half an hour to write out. I need to spell out every bit of impact that will have change. And in a way that such Steve, who is by all means not a technician, understands what the hell I'm talking about. Then Lisa or Jeff will have to make the changes. Of course, if anything unexpected happens, they'll have to roll back and I'll have to figure out what happened and amend the RFC to cope. 
all in all, something that used to take me five minutes now takes an hour and a half at best. At this point, my productivity is pretty much 100 is down pretty much 100%. Upper management had noticed this as well. Hearing my explanation and seeing by my now extensive paper trail, they intervene by doing the one thing they could reasonably do. They amend my job description to cover the additional tasks that I have been doing since building the system. And with that, Steve has no choice but to reinstate the access that I've had before. Steve still doesn't like me, but at least now the customers get their issues resolved. Our next post we have today is posted by user Lord Cano, where he's not qualified to do the thing that I just did, so no, he won't teach you. This happened in 2002-2003. I was doing billing support for a company. Let's just say their name is reminiscent of a very large commun communist country. I had applied for their opening in their IT department. I interviewed for the position and about a week later I was informed that I wouldn't get the position because I wasn't qualified enough for it. The person who got the position was the friend of one of the managers. He had spent less time out of high school than I had spent working in IT, so I knew it was more about his personal relationship with the manager than my qualifications. This company also had a billing system that was supposed to allow us to bring up copies of a customer invoices and scan copies of their contracts, but it didn't work. This problem had been ongoing for more than a year. The IT staff said that there was nothing they could do to fix it. One day, I was poking around and I found the cause of the problem. The scanned customer contracts were in the TIFF format, but they were still saved into the system without a file extension and our desktops were so locked down that we couldn't choose which programs open files. It was governed by the file extension. I found an old in in inactive customer's account and renamed the TIFF file and when I clicked on the link, the contract opened. I found my manager and showed him. He asked me to show him how I did it. I refused and I said, I am not qualified to work in IT for this company, so obviously I don't know how to do the thing that I just did. Maybe you should ask someone who's more qualified people in IT. Lastly, I hit Control Z to undo the file to rename. I guess I didn't consider that some people might want to know what happened later. Update. About six months later, the account was scaled down and I was downsized. I enjoyed the unemployment. About six months after that, they lost the account entirely and everyone was released. Two years later, after working a couple of other unsatisfying jobs, I decided to go back to college. Now that I have a master's in science degree, I am an assistant vice principal at a Fortune 500 company that appreciates my contributions and treats its employees well, and it appreciates my contributions. The manager who got her friend hired over me, her husband, the general manager at another call center in the area, got one of his subordinate employees pregnant, was fired from his job for refusing to take a drug test after rumors of, ho of cocaine use beginning to circulate and eventually died of a heart attack at 42 years of age. She is now a manager at a healthcare company. 
I don't know, that's kind of sus, bro. I don't even think you can have a heart attack at 42. You know, I'm going to look that up. Can you have a heart attack at 42? Okay, so Google says the study, which is the first to compare young, 41 to 50 years old, to very young, 40 or younger, heart attack survivors, to found that among patients who suffer a heart attack at a young age overall, one in five is 40 or younger. So I guess technically it is very possible. Um, so I could have a heart attack? Ooh, boy, I'm excited for my future. And this hit 20 minutes, so I can officially um, say thank you guys so much for listening on Anchor FM, which you can get for free by going to anchor.fm. They are not paying me at all in any way to say this, but you can. And go watch podcasts. I mean, listen to podcasts. I mean, start your own podcast on Anchor FM. Uh, you can do it from your phone, from your PC too. I recommend PC because I like using good quality microphones. I'm sorry, um, but that part. <laughs> um. So if everyone's happy, have a good rest of your day, and um. Dab on, dab on haters.